I woke up this morning and it's my husband and I's first wedding anniversary. We had a beautiful day together yesterday, working on the house, going to the farmer's market, and we were looking forward to spending the day together today. Needless to say, we were so busy yesterday and I didn't get a workout in. And I really didn't care at all. And then I woke up this morning and my only thought around exercise was, oh, I need to get Rosie some exercise today. Otherwise, she is a crazy pants. And for those who may not know, Rosie is my four-year-old German Shepherd, but energy-wise, and let's be honest, forever in my heart, she is a full-on puppy. But here's the deal. Five years ago, not getting a hard workout in two days in a row would have been unimaginable. I would feel guilty. I would worry about my body. I would worry about gaining weight. But I can finally say that I'm in the place where my health comes before my appearance. Listening to my body resting when I need, and honoring what my body is capable of are far more important than a number on the scale. I share this because if this is something that you struggle with, feeling guilty if you don't work out, feeling like you need to work off the food that you eat, feeling like you exercise so that you can eat, it doesn't have to be that way forever and it can change. So before we even get started talking about exercise and exercising with your cycle, I just want to share with you that we have to start by listening to our bodies and being fully okay with resting when we need to and honoring the shifts that we go through daily. Because as a menstruator, your body does go through hormonal shifts every single day and no two days are exactly the same, which is why looking at exercise through a lens of freedom rather than guilt is so important when we are talking about this topic. So if this is your first episode of Hormone Bestie, welcome and thank you so much for listening and taking this step in your journey towards hormone health, understanding your body, fertility, whatever it is that you are working on. I am Erin, your Hormone Bestie and host. I am a fertility dietitian and nutrition coach, and I am honored to have you here. Today, we are going to be debunking some myths when it comes to exercise and your period and talking about how you can match your exercise to the natural rhythm of your cycle. Before we get started, I want to share a quick reminder that these podcasts are for educational purposes only and are not meant to be used as personalized advice or guidance. So one time I was in a yoga class, actually this has happened to me a few times, and the yoga instructor told the class that if anyone was on their period, they shouldn't go upside down or do any inversions. And honestly, we get a lot of weird, invasive, incorrect, and uncomfortable advice regarding exercise in our cycles. But why? If it feels like nobody really understands how your body works, it's because they probably don't. So today we are going to debunk some myths about exercise and your cycle so that you can actually support your cycle through exercise in a healthy and practical way. So let's start with the first myth and most obvious one. Can you go upside down when you are on your period? I just want to say that I am very hopeful that if someone younger than me is listening to this podcast, they are thinking, what? Someone actually told you not to go upside down when you're on your period? And I hope they're a little bit appalled. But I am sure that some menstruators definitely my age or older And honestly, probably some younger have heard this before. And actually, while I was writing this, I checked Google to see what is happening there. And there is, in fact, an article from a medical doctor saying that you should listen to your yoga instructor and not do inversions if you are menstruating. 
I also found some practices encouraging women not to participate in any yoga during the first three days of their periods, while others seem to feel that yoga could be helpful for cramping and pain, and I know I personally find it helpful for that. The concern seems to be that doing inversions or going upside down may interfere with the downward flow of blood during your period, which from what I understand seems to be more of a philosophical thing in the world of yoga and maybe not entirely a physiological thing. After all, astronauts still have a downward menstrual flow, even in the zero gravity of space. The truth, it appears that going upside down is okay on your period. You may find that it's more uncomfortable, especially if you are doing yoga during a heavy flow day, but ultimately, listen to how your body feels and know that it's okay to be upside down. Myth number two, you shouldn't do any high-intensity exercise on your period. Now, I want to start this one by saying if you feel like you are dealing with any sort of hormonal imbalance, your cycle isn't regular, you have painful, debilitating, chronically heavy periods, anything like that, I actually do suggest taking a break from high-intensity exercises in general for a bit and letting your body recover from some of the extra stress that it might be under. But overall, you don't have to put high-intensity exercises on hold just because you are on your period. You do need to make sure that you are fueling your body well, eating enough to support these workouts, and that you are taking adequate time to rest. That being said, you also don't have to work out super hard when you are on your period. If you would rather rest, that is okay. It's about listening to your body. Many menstruators feel less interested in high-intensity exercises during the luteal phase, between ovulation and a new period, but once their hormones are feeling more balanced, they actually start to feel better after the luteal phase when their next period is starting because their estrogen and progesterone drop off and they feel a little more energetic and ready for a harder workout. So as you start to heal and feel more in tune with your body, pay attention to how your energy levels shift the first or second day of your period. Myth number three, that you aren't allowed to swim on your period or that you shouldn't swim on your period. I'm actually not sure where this one comes from, but yes, you can swim when you are on your period. This could actually be a great exercise for menstrual cramps because that water massages your tummy while you're swimming around. Myth number four, this is a similar one, that you don't have to wear a tampon or menstrual cup when you are swimming because you can't bleed if you are in the water. I actually remember a girl telling me this as a teenager and just being like, um, what? Okay, but here's what happens. The pressure from the water can temporarily slow the flow of your period. But if you do anything to change the pressure balance, such as get out of the water, cough, laugh too hard, you can certainly still have some blood flow. So wearing a tampon or menstrual cup in the water can still be a good idea. At the end of the day, it's really about doing what feels good on your period, but please know that exercising on your period is not harmful and can actually be super helpful for PMS and period symptoms. That being said, you don't have to exercise if you feel exhausted and super fatigued on your period. It's not a requirement, just something that might help. However, there are ways for us to match our exercise to our cycles a little bit better so that we can take advantage of how you're feeling where your hormones are at, and optimize your exercise for maximum hormone health. So let's start at the beginning of the cycle. We talked about your menstrual cycle or your period already, but let's dive a little deeper into what is going on. This is when your hormones are at their lowest. If you are just starting to heal from hormonal imbalance, you may still be dealing with some of the lower energy from your luteal phase. 
So it's okay if you feel like you need to rest a bit more at this time. As I talked about a bit before, when you do start healing your hormones, you might find that you actually do feel better when your period starts. You might have more clarity, more energy. I personally feel like when my period starts, I can almost feel this release of emotions that just flows out of me, pun intended. Especially when I was first improving my hormone health through exercise and nutrition, there was a drastic difference in how I felt from the end of my luteal phase to the start of my period. And I'm pretty sure that my hubs used to know that my period was going to start because I would have a full-on mental breakdown crying session over something ridiculous just to be perfectly fine the next day once my period starts. So if you are experiencing this new influx of energy when your period starts, I would suggest taking it slow. Don't just go crazy doing super intense exercises because it can be easy to wear yourself out really quickly and we don't want that. But feel free to see if new exercises feel good. Typically, what feels good for many menstruators is low-intensity exercises, such as low-intensity weightlifting. And I do clarify that this should be low-intensity because there can be much higher-intensity weightlifting. But also, things like yoga, walking, golfing, casual biking are all good options. The goal is typically just to keep your heart rate a little bit lower. This low-intensity, lower heart rate theme can be pushed a little bit as we extend further into our follicular phase. You may remember from earlier episodes that the follicular phase actually starts at the beginning of your period and extends through to ovulation. During the follicular phase, estrogen is our dominant hormone. We have a steep increase in estrogen and luteinizing hormone right before ovulation as they stimulate ovulation. But in general, menstruators might feel more outgoing, more lively, more extroverted. This may be the perfect time to try a new exercise class to try more intense forms of exercise. With the increase in energy, it may be easier to push yourself and may feel really good at this time. Of course, with the increase in energy and possibly with harder workouts, you do want to make sure that you are also eating enough to support this level of activity. Your appetite might actually be lower at this time. You may be on the go, forgetting to eat, packing all of the activities into each day. So make sure to pack extra hormone healthy snacks that include carbs and protein for better blood sugar balance and long lasting energy. Especially when I'm on the go, I like to keep snacks like almond butter and fruit, chomps, beef sticks and crackers, or a protein bar and dried fruit. We don't want you out being super active and then all of a sudden feel shaky, lethargic, hangry, and possibly with low blood sugar. So it's important to try to avoid this by having snacks on hand and paying attention to your hunger cues. Next is ovulation. And babe, this may be when you feel your absolute best. If there was a time that I was going to say, hell yeah, go out and get that high intensity exercise. This is it. Keeping in mind, of course, that this is only if you feel up to it. Typically, this is when we feel our best. Of course, it's our bodies playing that deeply rooted trick on us, trying to get pregnant and be a little social butterfly. But help, why not take advantage of the moment? It truly can be a beautiful thing. So if you feel energized and ready to take on the world, what is stopping you? Try something fun and new. Get yourself out there. This may even be a good time to meet new people who enjoy doing some of the same activities and exercises as you. It's a perfect combination of feeling good and wanting to work out hard with also feeling social and outgoing. Maybe you try a rock climbing class, join a new running group, go to Pilates with a group of friends. The ideas are endless and so is your energy. Last but certainly not least is your luteal phase. This is where our energy might start to go down a bit. Often we feel more introverted with a strong desire to conserve our energy. 
I'm not sure where the idea that women are bitchy comes from during their luteal phase, but I think it has more to do with the fact that so many people expect us to be outgoing and give all our energy to others, and then the moment we focus our energy inward, they take it personally and assume we're being mean. When in reality, we might just be experiencing a new shift in our cycle that is completely natural and healthy. And maybe, just maybe, it's not that we are bitchy, but we're just focusing on ourselves instead of others. And that, my friend, is very, very okay. But how do we use our exercise to our advantage at this time? This is when that low-intensity exercise can be crucial. Because if your energy is already lower, then your exercise shouldn't take it all out of you. I have talked before about how your exercise should energize you and not deplete you. Meaning that if you work out super hard, but you feel like absolute garbage at the end, then this is probably a sign that you are either not fueling your body with enough food or that your stress is too high and your energy too low for this kind of exercise at the moment. You should feel good and happy. While feeling a little tired after a workout can be normal, you shouldn't feel totally drained and depleted in need of some serious caffeine. So taking advantage of lower intensity exercises can be the perfect way to honor how you're feeling during this phase without running your body into the ground. Different things to try during this time might be an at-home online yoga class. You can have some time to yourself, but you still get some gentle movement in. Another option might be to do strength training with headphones in so that no one tries to talk to you. And if they do, you can just point at your earbuds and walk away. Or maybe it means that you are taking a walk with your pup or by yourself while listening to a really good podcast. Low-intensity exercise is still exercise. Even if you aren't a sweaty red tomato at the end, we have been taught that a workout only counts if you are drenched in sweat by the end, and this isn't true. In fact, walking is one of the most beneficial exercises for hormone health because it gets in gentle movement while also decreasing stress levels, and it's something that you can do repeatedly without completely wearing yourself out. One form of exercise that can be amazing in any and all phases of your cycle is strength training. Strength training helps increase our muscle mass, which supports healthy metabolism as well as blood sugar balance. When we have an increase in muscle mass, this increases our resting metabolic rate, which is how many calories your body uses at rest. And while I'm not worried at all about how many calories you are burning on a daily basis, supporting your metabolism can be beneficial for overall health, wellness, and yes, hormone health and fertility. Strength training and resistance training can be beneficial for improving insulin sensitivity and glucose tolerance, thereby improving overall blood sugar control, which is essential for hormone health, minimizing PMS, period symptoms, inflammation, and decreasing stress on the body. Strength training has also been shown to be incredibly helpful for those with PCOS for improving insulin resistance and improving androgen levels. Bottom line, I do think that exercise is an important aspect of hormone healing and fertility, but it has to be in a way that honors how we are feeling and that is enjoyable. Exercise should not be used as punishment for our bodies, but rather a way to nurture, support, and enhance our natural rhythm and cycle. So if you are dreading your workout today or tomorrow or any day, please know that it's okay to slow down, it's okay to rest, and that both of these things are incredibly productive and that what you're feeling may actually be a sign that it's time to listen to your body and find something that either sounds like more fun to you or feels better or even maybe take time away from exercise for a moment so that you can find clarity on what your body is looking for. And this is something that I find myself saying a lot. 
that rest is productive. Caring for your mental and physical health is very productive and essential for supporting your hormone health, menstrual cycle, and fertility. With that, I hope that you have a beautiful week full of your favorite exercises and that you take some time to rest, and I hope that you enjoy incorporating and matching your exercise to your natural rhythm. I am wishing you happy hormones and sending lots of love until next week.